Boys and girls, moms and dads, welcome back to Pin to Pin, the volleyball podcast. My name is Ryan Tolan. I'm your host. Sitting here to my right is Danger Will Robinson. We got producer Noah Cotterman behind the screen. I have no idea what the date is. It's Sunday, January 8th, 7th, 4th, 6th, 8th. Anybody know the date? Noah, help. You have the January computer. 9th. January hey. 9th. We were close. <laughs> this is episode four. And uh, let's get this show rolling. I know the first thing you're all thinking right now is, hey, are Will and Ryan wearing the exact same shirt? And the answer to that is yes. Yes, we are. Why? Why are we wearing the it's same organic. shirt? It's organic. We did not have we this did not plan. plan it. He knows I do not like matching. And if you've coached with us, you know I don't like matching. So yeah, this is this was meant to be Because Andrew McCall and I matched all the time. And you always were like, oh, I don't do my own I thing. I did it once. There's a picture to prove it. Yeah, we okay. looked great. Uh, we coached today. We were coaching our girls' teams today, or uh, the beginning of the girls' club season here in Arizona. And this is what we coached in. So we just, you know, nobody likes doing extra laundry. Why change? Yeah, and it's, I'm just too tired. And Noah's it's mad. Good. Noah's mad that we are wearing the I'm same shirt. Mad. You, you no, were he, he lectured us he did. at least five you, times. Oh, you guys should change. Blah. No, no, I he said it would look you better. Need to I, I just think it would look better if you don't match. Okay, well, take your shirt off. Let's do this shirtless since we don't want to match. Wow, not uh, ready for that. <laughs> they're not ready. Uh, they're for that. Not right. That's not me. They're not ready. For it. Uh, okay, so hey, let's get going here. Um, what are we talking about today? Volleyball. Good. Yeah, we're gonna di- we're gonna dive into it. So let's let, let's recap where we've been so far. First episode, kind of an intro, where you know who we are and what we're going to talk about. Second episode, we just talked volleyball in general, just like what the sport is all about, getting your kids started, where to find it, stuff like that. Episode three, a week ago, was uh, we talked about club volleyball, prep volleyball, the differences between the two, what to expect from a club, um, you know, how to pick a club what to expect from a high school experience, that kind of stuff. Culture. We talked about culture, which was really good. Uh, we got some good feedback about that. Uh, handful of people, all of our viewers, handful, um, <laughs> we're really enjoyed the conversation about culture. So if you're a loyal viewer, we appreciate your feedback. We would love to have more comments. Yes. On, on what we should do hundred percent, like yeah. what we should do, what you want to hear from us. Yeah. Absolutely. We, we don't know what you want. Yeah. We comments would be great. Even negative ones. If you think we're dumb, we got tough skin. Let us coach. know. Yeah. yeah. We want to, we want to know. So, so what's this one going to be then? So this episode, we're going to talk about, we're going to go through each position of volleyball. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, what that, what that position entails and, you know, kind of skills that you need, that kind of thing. And then some philosophical stuff. Um, you know, what I think the, the idea behind this is to give players and parents a pretty good idea of, of what to look for. Here's, here's an example. Um, my little sister, Rachel, uh, she lives in Utah, with her family. Um, she was a really good volleyball player in her day back, back in the day, as they say. And when she was in the sixth grade, she was like five, six, five, seven. I don't know. She was fully grown, but we had no idea. Sixth grade, right? That's young. So when she started playing volleyball, she's one of the taller ones at the time. And luckily she had a coach with some foresight, put her on the outside thinking that she would grow a little bit more. She was a jump. She had a great arm. 
She's a really good player. She, she capped out at five six five seven. Would have been a gnarly libero. Would have been a phenomenal setter. She should chase everything down, right? Um, and so had she maybe had a little bit more guidance early on, or my parents had maybe had they known a little bit more about, you know, what position you, you could try to push your daughter towards, I think then at that point you can make a little bit more informed decision as to what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to, we're going to work through each, each position and, and, and give, give a good, hopefully a good base for people to, to go off of. Yeah. And we're going to miss some stuff, but it's the, yeah, that's the, part, part yeah, of it. Yeah. Uh, full disclosure. We have no show sheet this time. No, this is like a, a live version of this show. Yeah. We wanted to, we knew the idea of what we want to talk about. We knew where we wanted to go this time. Not that we didn't the other stuff, but we had a little bit more detail involved. This time we want it to be a little bit more organic. We may even want some argument. I'd okay. love to disagree with both of you at some point. We do it all the time. We just haven't done it on, on camera yet. No, we haven't. Uh, maybe a little, but it wasn't like, ah. We have some pretty good disagreements between the three of us at, at different times. Second dinner. Do, do the viewers know what a second dinner is? Have we talked about that? I don't know that? if we've talked about it yet. What's a second dinner? Have we talked about that yet, Noah? And how did it, no, we, we've not mentioned the second dinner yet. Where did it originate? So second... Why second, is it a thing? Like, they got to know Second dinner is a thing because we like to eat. And because <laughs> as, as volleyball coaches, we get out of the gym, that stupid convention center, and we're yeah. like, all right, we need bad food. And then later, we go get more food. So second dinner, <laughs> second, yeah, second dinner originated with... Andrew Yamashiro and myself, the first, the first time we coached together, we, we went to, we were in Denver for a travel tournament and it was the first night we were there. We got in late Yep. and it was, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night trying to find some place to eat because we were hungry at that point. And, uh, and so then we just, I don't know why we coined the phrase second dinner other than that it was legitimately our second dinner. You know, because you eat before you get on the plane, mm-hmm. and then you eat after. So that kind of the start of it. And wasn't then it, it a sushi place? Isn't that where it started? Do you no, Denver. I th- Denver was like it was it, it was it was like Buffalo Wild Wings or something. Okay, like that. yeah. We do a better job of second dinner now to do like local places. Yeah, we try. Like we try to find some cool and, places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, if we can't, Applebee's. Dude, <laughs> and, Andrew Yamashiro and I had a second dinner in in Las Vegas this last year. A sushi. Speaking of. And That's what I'm thinking of. I all think. you can eat sushi in Vegas, just the two of us. I, it, Shut it down. I, I was sick for a week. I, I ate so much <laughs> sushi that night. We we you know when you order sushi, right? Like you can you have to all you can eat. You can't have leftovers, right? They they charge you for if you don't finish. Well, it. and there's a pride thing involved. And yeah, well, <laughs> we weren't getting charged. I can tell you that. <laughs> It was tough. It, it was rough. Um, so that's second dinner. Second dinner is where we have our best arguments, right? When we get together, we start talking about different different topics. Our most controversial topic is the GOAT conversation, right? Who's the greatest athlete of all time? Um, but yeah, second dinner is an episode coming up. We're going to try to get... Like an um, actual one. An actual second dinner where we're sitting down somewhere eating and we got the we got the rest of the boys, all the other coaches together and and we're just hashing it out. And, uh, maybe we can do it in Chicago. I have no idea. We're hoping, we're hoping to keep it as clean as possible. My mom listens to the podcast. We don't need her hearing swear words. If, you know, if Andrew McCall's there, he just has to be a big boy and not do it. Right. Or we have a great producer. 
I'm sure I could just bleep edit stuff some out. stuff yeah, out. Okay, there you go. Some, we'll, put we'll, some sounds over some Spongebob, words. It's the Spongebob know. cursing, right? Yeah. yeah you okay. know, well, we're excited squeal, for that something. episode coming up. We're not sure when that's going to happen, but we're really excited for that, that one second coming dinner. up. So. But that's a, that was quite the tangent. So that started because we're, hopefully we have some disagreement tonight in our conversation um, about different positions. So let's go ahead and get started with probably the most important position, middle blocker. <laughs> Middle blocker is a very underrated, important position. Underrated, undercoached, everything under. Uh, what does a middle do? A middle works their butt off <laughs> and does not get any cred. Yeah. That's basically that. Yeah, yep. They're, they're like the linemen. I feel like a good point. That's good. just like, yeah, put their nose down, just call the block, grind, grind, grind and call the blocking schemes. Yep. And if, right? and if you're really gnarly, you stand out. But even if you're really gnarly, the outside on your team or opposite on your team is probably going to be more known. It's just how it is. Uh, some people call it the middle hitter. Mm-hmm. I think we'll stick with blocker. I don't think there's another word for it. Middle person. I, I play, don't know. I play front so, middle. <laughs> so what happens with girls a lot and boys too, what happens with young volleyball players? Where do we put the tall kid? The tall kids here. Throw them in the middle. Yeah. And what does that do to them? it squashes their it's squ- it, it, this is a hard part because you need tall middles right like their you have, value no it's a necessity absolutely but, but it's it's i think it squashes a little bit of the of the fun of volleyball right cuz i mean volleyball in its in its core you know pass set hit right you're just spinning it over the net and the middle yeah. sometimes get lost in translation right you do some of those drills and they just start spinning right it's hard to play middle it's so hard um <laughs> So what are some physical characteristics of middles that make them good? Like some of the good ones that we've coached in the past. What, what did they have that made them good? There's always one that, that sticks out just how she thought about it. And that was Erica Snopko. Okay. And she's now at Cal State Bakersfield. Undersized she, middle. Undersized middle. She was undersized, but her IQ was so good. Right. That she kind of knew it was going to happen before it happened. And then her footwork patterns we're so good. Um, not a lot of really athletic middles have those good footwork patterns. Like that, Presley Anderson in prep volleyball was a shell of herself when she went to college because of how much she learned about block moves and transitions right. and, and routes and stuff. But that was what Erica had. So I would say as a middle, you need to be good at moving laterally. If mm-hmm. you can't move laterally quick, like you can't block. That's the hard part about putting a tall person in there. Sometimes laterally, especially young, right? Yeah. Lateral movements, hard form. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I think mentally they need to, I think they need to have the highest IQ of the opponent and some of the best middles I've ever talked to. A guy that I actually talked to on the way here, Amir Lugo. He's awesome. He's now at Northwestern, won national championships at Long Beach. He has both. He's a freak physically and he's a freak mentally and he's he's smart that he knows what's going to happen before it happens so if you're middle and you don't know what rotations look like if you don't know what right the setter likes to do right you're going to be average so Um, that's something they need to have just kind of foresight it's funny because sometimes you call them big dumb middles that's the funny part and they're not yeah yeah, the good ones aren't no no um eyes are good yes gotta gotta be able to see stuff right gotta have good eye work gotta be able to track your setter and, and get your eyes in the right spot. Um, what lo- sets Okay. So I have an opinion about what sets middles apart. Okay. 
And I think it's real simple. Can they be available in transition? That's when I see a difference in the caliber of middle. I, I don't disagree. Because any middle can be available and receive. Right. Well, and the pass quality has to be good, of course, but it's so much easier. You start off the net, you have this nice runway, mm-hmm. you know, it, in transition is when you really see these special right. moves and routes and that's when it's cool. And, they, and that's when they, you get to see them be really free and just find a spot on the net. And if your setter and them have that connection, they're, they're good at it. Yeah. You know, it's funny, you and I've had conversations before about middles, you know, middles don't win games and you know, it's, it's kind of an overstatement to a certain extent. Right. Um, but you know, the exp- explanation of that is it is hard to find them in transition. It's hard mm-hmm. to find them in general. Um, and, and they're not, they're not sitting in a serve receive pattern they're, you know, a lot of times they don't serve, at least in the prep world, they don't, they, they, you can find ways to not have them serve. They serve in mm-hmm. college, right? In men's game. They have to serve. They have in men's to serve because the libero can't, but yep. So l- little things like that, that, um, you know, that, that prevent a middle from, I guess, having incredible impact on a match. And then I, and then, and then sure enough, this last year in the state championship game with my Perry boys team, my middles were, were the reason we won. They're great. Right. You can't discredit the fact that my, you know, my two outsides down in Canyon Smith and had a great passing night and they, they put the ball where, where, where we could find those middles, but Cam and Cooper did a great job of getting, to their spots and Garrett did a nice job of finding them and they were, they were unstoppable and we won the game on a, we won the match You did on a, on a gap to, to, Coop. to Cooper from Garrett. And, and so middles, middles can have incredible impact when they're active, when they're, when they're in shape, they got to, I mean, they, it's, it's, it's good that they come out every three rotations. They need to, they, I don't think they, they can, need to. It's incredible that they would last. it's incredible how, like when we won our gold medals with the men's, those <laughs> the first ones at least those dudes were just playing six rotations yeah. like it's crazy to think about that because right, back row hey um uh cooper we're gonna have you play six rows <laughs> yeah you're tough man hey natalie meyer yeah we're gonna have you <laughs> you're, just, you're not <laughs> she coming had off to the do game. it one year at vegas because yeah. andrew wrote the lineup wrong she was freaking out the whole time i'm sure the set was over she's like never she looks at andrew she's like with this like mom face like you're never, <laughs> never doing, doing that again, again. Super funny. <clears throat> so I think uh, back to like where we talked about middles and how they originate. We get this tall kid, we put him in the middle, and they lack skill because they don't get to see the skill. Right. And it sucks because yeah. then when the ball comes to them on a weird dig transition play, they're so afraid to do anything, yeah. especially at a young age. As right. they get older, they're more confident. Right. But imagine if we, you know, did it the Brazilian way. You don't get a position until you're 16 I kind of that. thing. I would love that. Because then our tall kids become skilled. Skilled. And that's and maybe one of those middles turns into a setter because we didn't just throw them in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the middles, you know, with the parents, I mean, that's another whole other conversation, right? How many moms and dads, you know, when they're first starting to watch, they don't know a lot about the game. All of a sudden, like, well, my, my, my kid only plays three, three rotations. My kid's out half the time. Yeah. This is, you know, they get mad. This is ridiculous. Why, why are they my, serving? Why is my kid not in the game? You know, it's like, oh my gosh. Like, well, that's the position part of the, part of the position. position and, yeah. and what I tell kids now, especially the girls, um, is that middles still go to college middles get as much money as everybody else. And they're hard to find. They are really good ones are hard to find. Uh, you know, pins and let's talk about those next. Um, sometimes they grow on trees, right? You can find those. A lot easier than you find really elite high-level middles. So 
if if your kid is is selected to play middle, be be encouraging, right? And 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 help I them understand them the how important collar. it is. I think they're the blue collar yeah. position in our sport by far. Okay. I like it. Yeah. So so far we're not disagreeing. So this is not, Noah, not yeah, going thanks, well. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for all the the chiming in and the just inside, throwing bones. The Throw a bone great. right now. Yeah. What do you got? You guys are doing great. Oh, there okay. it is. Okay. <laughs> all right. Next one. Let's go. Let's go to maybe a position that Noah Noah has opposite has played. He played opposite the most, correct? Yeah, that's what I played all, all throughout right. high school so and let, most of college. So let's talk about <clears throat> a right side. Easiest way to define a right side: outside hitter who can't pass. Yeah. It, pass or dig. That, that's not the same thing, but the same thing. Fun fact, yeah. I guess. Oh, I'm an outside hitter. Well, you can't pass. That makes you a right side. Yep. So right sides, they, they, it's it's the, the hitter position that plays on the... The right side. Right side. Right. What are they also called in other o- opposites? opposites. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because they're opposite to the setter. Right. Yep. So the setter has to go over their head, right? We got the little hand motion there, so now everybody knows what it looks like to set. Setter has to set behind him to find him back there. And well, that's hard at... Especially a young age. I would say 16 and under, setting a red, a C, basically anything behind. It's hard. Hard. Inconsistent. Yeah. Yep. A lot of times you'll put lefties on the opposite. And why is that? Why do we put lefties uh, on that on the right? The the left arm is is contacting the ball before the right, so it's got, got across their body, mm-hmm. right? So it's easier for them to hit. On the right, you don't have, have to wait for that ball to cross the arm. Um, unicorns in volleyball. Men's volleyball, not so much as girls. Unicorns. Six rotation right sides. You know what's cool is the women's game is very. Oh, who? The, the that's a Leo shout out the dog, right there. The dog scratching at the door. He's back. He's back. <laughs> um, dang it, Leo. I know he's ruining our no, whole that's podcast. Fine. No, what was I saying? We were talking about unicorns, six unicorns. rotation opposites. The women's game is running the D ball more because it's I think yeah. I think we need to understand that. You can't just have DSs all the time. You One of my favorite just... opposites to watch is a women's player. Or, well, Which she one? played on the outside Boscovich? this year. Oh. Um, but when Baylor ran the D-ball with oh, uh, Yosiana Press, Presley, yeah. mm-hmm. that That's... was sick. Very entertaining to watch. Yeah, she, she's gnarly. I like watching her more from the back row than the front row. Yeah. I agree. Because of that. Yeah, I agree. She was pretty physical. So I think the women's game is getting more and more on the D-ball side. Right. Uh, they know that if they're going to beat Serbia, like our team USA, if they're going to beat Serbia, if they're going to beat Italy, you got to have a got to have a guy over there that can jump high and hit garbage balls. So when I coached, I've coached the seventeen girls seventeens and a girls eighteens team, you know, two years in a row. And when I coached those girls the first time, I, I like I had to show them what yep. it was. Yep. Like Laney Wagner, when we'd like we tried to set her, you know, when she's passing out of row one, she's our outside hitter. You know, we're like just let's just get you on a route here and. Um, you know, let's have you be available and call it a D ball. And, and at first it was like, well, I don't even know what that is coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's really good at it. And, you know, I think it's a, it's a very underrated deal. And we trying to find that six rotation right side that, that brings value. Here's, here's the deal. You can't just, you can't just call yourself that because you don't want to come out of the game in you order to, to skill, st- in order to stay in the game, you need to, you need to be able to serve a ball. You got to be a good, a good server. Um, in order to stay in the game. And, and then you have to be able to defend your position. Yeah. 
And or I else think, everyone's going to just attack you. Yeah. And it, it's especially in the girls game. Yeah. Especially in the women's game. Right. They, they, they can find you Yeah, the men's game, you know, or just trying to hit hard, jump high, hit hard. Right. Uh-huh. So, you know, you can hide a guy or you don't necessarily need it, but you gotta be able to defend your position there. And I think that's gets lost a lot of times. And so the middles and the right sides, Oh, you only play half the time sometimes because you're, you don't have that skill. But again, it goes back to who are we putting in these positions as a young person? And, and so, Developing the skill of volleyball, serve, pass, hit, dig, you know, all that stuff is is paramount at a young age. And I I, I wish, like you said, I wish we had a little bit more of that from top to bottom. Like, let's get, you know, just play playing, just play twos, play threes. And then, and then the they get really good yeah. at skills. What we talked about, what a middle has mentally and physically I think a right side mentally needs to understand. And I, I don't know if this is talked about enough. I think it's fascinating. The right side. Do I, <laughs> shout out. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's, dog, Leo's great. Leo's dog. great. Tolman's not a fan of his dog. I, oh and it's, gosh. it's purely you're judging the book, man. He's a great human. I'm jealous. Katie pays more attention. To him. Not a human. <laughs> he is. Terrible he has dog. a human. He's a human personality. He's stuck, great. Stuck in the dog body. Idiot. All right. I was waiting for your fascinating comment. And then we got sidetracked. What's really frustrating about playing opposite is the, the outside hitter on the other side might just give you a day where yeah. they're gnarly and you can't stop them. So that's a mental side of the game that like, Hey, if you're not stopping him enough or her, you're, uh, you're going to be a reason we lose quote unquote. Like you, right. that's a big responsibility they have because they necessarily, they don't necessarily have to hit out of system. Because you can find a middle back and a left front. So that's not a skill they have to have. I would say they have to know where to put themselves in relationship to the to the outside. Like if you're not putting your head on the ball, if you're not if you're not getting touches, you, you, that's a hot mess. Yeah. Noah, Noah's ready. I was just about to ask, do you think they have to be one of the more, I wouldn't say coordinated, but um, he's just, he's just saying that because that understands <laughs> like, like what their right body's side. doing. I played right side. I'm super coordinated. That's why I think all athletes do. No, I, 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 I think all athletes do. Obviously, they need to have some of that, but I think their skill sometimes can be can be done in a in a in a in a real controlled environment, right? Like you're only blocking to your right, really to your right. I mean, I guess you know in row one Maybe you get touch. stuck there, well, whatever, yeah. but you're really only moving to your right. Your transition's the same, I, you know. I, you're not playing middle back defense where you're digging necessarily both ways. I think you're literally just worrying about this way. I mean, if we're talking about body control, outside hitters, outside hitters, take yeah. the cake for that or setters for that matter, which is some of the stuff they do with their bodies. But, um, yeah, I mean, opposite here, here's an analogy for you. Let me think, let me tell me what you think about this. I think right sides are like closers in baseball. And I know baseball is a dying okay. sport. I apologize if you love baseball. And I just it's an awful it. sport. I didn't say I, that. I love baseball. I loved it growing up. Named after a baseball so player close, and I hate the sport. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that God. episode one. Closers in baseball, they come in at the end, right? They, they're, they're, they come in, they're just throwing gas. They're trying to get people out. And they're, they're judged on how well they get people out. Just like an opposite hitter, opposite blocker, whatever you want to call them. They're judged on how well they control the, right, the outside hitter on the other yeah. side. Um, and they're, they're supposed to be terminal. You know, you want your right side to put the ball away, score points for when you. When do you think, I have an opinion about this. When do you think a right side needs to be good on offense? Like if you don't have a good right side at this age, you're not winning. 
I think it's 17. Just on offense? Or I think it's 17. All around. For, for, for boys, 16s, f- yeah. for girls like, I don't think you're. I, th- I don't think you're a real boys team in like 17 open, 18 open without that guy on the, the backside. Yeah. I just don't think you are. I agree. All right, let's move on. Let's go to the other pin. Let's go to yeah, the outside, outside hitter. Outside hitter, left side, pin hitter. The do-it-all. The, the do-it-all. The, the rock star, the one that everybody cheers for, right? Mm-hmm. They get all the glory. And I think they should. They have the they have the most skill. They have the most impact. Like if you're looking at like, uh, what do they call that? Po- points per whatever. Like are weighted or they're most important. They really are. When you're picking a when you're picking an outside hitter, you're looking at a kid. Is that your best? Is that your best athlete? No. Doesn't you, have to be. You're going setter. Where, I, where I, are you putting your best athlete? That's a good one. That's a really good one. I think you have to get to know them mentally. Okay. To know to know what they want to accomplish, because every position has a different mental person. Outside hitters are like what? If, in if other you're sports, outside in other sports, like ooh, compare me to another sport. Shooting guard. They have to have a they have to have a short have have memory, a score. right? Yeah, you have to have. You got to score. Shoot but, or shoot. But you got like oh, I'm I'm now three for eighteen. I'm still going to shoot the heck out of this thing. Shout out to Clay Thompson, by the way. Came back. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Shoot or shoot. I think you're, I think shooting guards, one of them running backs. If you don't, (laughs) if you don't have a short memory as a running back, you're going to not like your life. They have short memories because they get hit so hard all the time. (laughs) So outside hitters, really good athletes. Um, not good range back row. Like they can move. Yep. Well, the quick twitch muscle guys jump. Well, good arm. Um, I think most of the time you see outside hitters and you're like it, what I see at least they've played volleyball the longest other than your setter. Mm -hmm. Most of the time. Wow. That guy, that guy's been playing since he was 10. Yeah. It makes sense. That's, that's why he's on the outside. Yeah. Like they, they just are so crafty. Get the lion. They get the lion's share of, of opportunities. Yep. Right. It's easy to get that easier to get the ball up to that outside spot. So they get, they get more opportunities. Um, it's a glo- it's a glamorous position. It and is. I think a lot of parents would love to have their kids play outside hitter. Yep. And I think that's part of the problem, right? Cuz not everybody Not built, everyone can not do everybody's it. built that way. You know, not every, like you want your you want your you know, your kid is a basketball player. I want my kid to shoot, right? Like, well, okay, listen, there's you got to have everybody's got to have a role and maybe your kids your kids not that and you can still find success doing yeah. doing other things. So, um but yeah, I wish every every kid got an opportunity to try it because it's not as easy as it looks. What's the most important skill an outside needs to have? And maybe it, maybe it can be as general as serve to dig or like all those skills. Or is it is it like a specific skill within those skills? Mine is passing. Okay, and got to have good passing fundamentals. Wow, that's a. I guess yeah. I've never really the most important skill for the outside for the outside hitter. I think it's passing too, Noah. Because if you can't pass, oh, we're just going to throw you on the opposite. Yeah. Cam, I think it's Cam, ball control. You, you brought it up. The, the twins, the Smith twins. Dallin and if they, if they don't pass, McBurney is less efficient. Right. They were Your middles are less efficient. Garrig is less efficient because yeah. he can score. So right. I think passing is, is one. And Probably then right. out of system attacking is number two. Yeah. Because anyone a lot of time, can hit an in system go ball. A lot of times chucking it up there. Yep. Right? And good, if you can find that kid that 
jumps high and hits hard in at a system, they stand out. Because mm-hmm. okay. that is one of the toughest skills. I don't, I don't disagree with that. And Reed Pretty put his stamp approval on that, too. He he thinks, like, if you can't hit out a system, it means you're not skilled enough. Right. Like, that's verbatim. Well, we're wearing these shirts because we talk about coaching today. And I, I've, you know, coaching my little team, my daughter's little 15s team. And the number one thing we're going to work on yeah. over the next little bit is just out of system, high ball setting and hitting. It's hard. Well. You know, it's hard. So. Yeah, I think that I think passing. If you're if you want to be an outside, then pass first, and then we'll worry about your hitting. All right, so passing. Let's go to the next one, liberos. What's their most important? Well, or just we're gonna like go over it let's first. Start, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so liberos are the short ones, right? They typically are, uh, unless you're Evan Enriquez. He's like he's <laughs> one that always comes to mind. That Stanford libero. He's like six three, six two. Comes like he, he stood out, but yeah, most of the time you're you're probably five ten and under most of the time. Yeah, little ones. Even um, men's or women's game, you are right. five ten and under. Uh, How tall is Eric Shoji? Is he six flat? No, I was gonna look it up for us. He, yeah, we got our fact checker so, going over there. Okay, so it 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 brings the short people into our game. The shorter people. No offense. Six no, it foot is flat it, for Eric. Six Shoji. foot yeah. flat. Six yeah. foot even. That's tall about that. Well, in in Jenia Gramenikov, probably six one, six two. All those guys probably about that. Yeah, but then the women's game—if you get a six-foot libero, you're, you're different. You, <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, the, you're the, a whole other. Yeah, you totally stick out for well, sure. Well, our good friend Brooke Nunaviller, she she's I mean, a libero. She's five. Was she six? Ten and a half. Oh, she's not six foot. Five yet. eleven. No, I don't think she ever hit six feet. Okay, but she's pretty long for a libero. She is for in the female side. Um, even though she isn't really doing what skill. What skill do they have to be? So this is a good, I think we could argue this because do you want to, as a coach, do you want a digging libero or a passing libero? Yes. The best ones do both. I think that differs game (laughs) to game. uh, Yeah. So game to game. I mean, here's the thing. Liberos, like if you're coaching and you're looking across the net and you're looking at trying to find somebody to serve, obviously there's a lot of, there's a lot of strategy behind who you serve and where you serve and things like that. But the, the first person for the most part that coaches are going to eliminate is the the libero. Don't serve the libero. Right. So I I think passing is not necessarily as, as high a skill importance for liberos as as maybe digging. Just because you have that, just because you have that shirt on. Wearing that shirt that I don't serve that girl. Um, I do think it changes for me. uh, The, are we playing girls or boys volleyball? Right. Boys volleyball. If you can't pass, you can't be a libero. If you are girls volleyball, you can't dig, can't be a libero. I mean, the, that's also like the men's game, right? We're, we're spinning balls over the net at a, at a high vol- speed of velocity and we're not really caring where they go as long as they go in. So your yeah. libero is going to touch more balls that way. Well, and how many times, Hey, best libero in the country, best outside hitter in the country, dig him on a, on an open net. I'm going to take the outside hitter every freaking time because it's that hard to dig. Yeah. And in the men's game, it's more important to side out than it is to dig. Right. Uh, it's not like we I should agree. be bad at digging, but in the women's game, if you can't dig if balls, you can't dig, you're, in you're, you're losing. Yeah. You are absolutely losing. I've seen many liberos on a women's game in a women's game, girls game affect change in a game. Just dig because of how gnarly they are. Animals. Yeah. It's a great one to think about. And I, the other day I was coaching my libero that I've got right now. And, um, I told her, listen, liberos are freaking out on the outside and calm on the inside, mm-hmm. right? And and by freaking out, I mean like just they're everywhere. Uh, they look yeah. like spazzes, right? You're just going hard. You're you're diving into the into the seam. You're you're you know you're rolling over the top. You're you're covering. You're taking one off the face. I mean, you're just you're all over the place. The really good ones, but always just calm 
and yeah. and and collected and just you know ready for the next one. And I think it's a great example. I and mean, Anna was great at it at, mentally at, at, at changing the game because of her her outward physicality and then just her her inward calm. You know, really unflappable. Yeah. I, I mean, liberos, you're going to shank a ball, right? Move on. Yeah. And yeah. you got to just, you got to get to the next one. My favorite thing about a libero mentally, that if your kid wants to be a libero, they need to be crazy. That is the crazy, that is your Dennis Rodman. That is your Rondo. That is like what, whatever you want to do. A little like, streak. Like you, know? you, you have a little bit of crazy in you because if that ball goes near the bench, what bench? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, going I'm going to, I'm going to get it. Uh-huh. So that's, that's the first thing. One of the first liberos that I thought was crazy. And like, the, this is positive was Natalie Haglund. So I'm, we got to shout out her cause she's okay. a, she's yeah, our, Ren, she's our Ren rep. Right. Hooking us up with some good looking when, gear. When I was in high school, she was, I think she's slightly older than me. I would show all my, like all my players out of high school, sorry, coming out of high school. I'd be like, watch that girl. Cause she's different. She hates when that ball drops and even if she doesn't get it, she's going to think she got it because she's yeah. just crazy. Good communicators. Yep. Who do you they know? work with? That's something we should talk about. Like what position should they be communicating with the most? I think the middles. I agree. Yeah. Noah? I'd probably have to say the middles after thinking about it for the five seconds that well, you guys gave and me. And then who do you think they should be <laughs> well, closest to? Like a quarterback is closest to their lineman. Who should they be closest to? Because I have an opinion of that. Outsides. Yeah, because they're standing next to If you don't receive. trust your outsides right. or your defender. Uh, right. And if the outside can't trust you normally, like, or at least sure. I have my liberos always call, hey, what's what's available for your all your attackers? But if your outside can't trust your libero. Yeah. So my libero today, Zoe, is her name? She, uh, she finally, and we've been working on it, she finally locked into the pocket, right? So she's standing over there in two by two, three by three. And she likes to move, right? And yeah, the they young all do. players love to move. They, they move to move. And and I and I kept telling her, just it just sit down in your spot. They're gonna hit it right at you, right? And next thing you know, the, the literally the very next play, they hit it right at her, and she gets a great dig. She's super excited and stuff. And then I talked to her after the game. I said, "Listen, libero's hard, yeah, right. And it's hard when your when your middles aren't as consistent blocking as they should be." Right when the block is, there's a hole in it, and there's one here and one there, and the hands are all over the place. Another playing the can be really hard, and it can be it can get really frustrating because you're like, I'm in the right spot, right? Mm-hmm. I'm where my coach told me to be, and then she hit it to, she hit it where I wanted to stand, and so there's a little bit of like, hey, I gotta I gotta forget some of that and just, you know, go crazy, and understand that it's hard to do because it's and, and you're not gonna dig everything. It's an inexact science. Ball yep. bounce is funny and. You just got to be willing to go crash through something to get it. You know? I think liberos are so funny. Typically, as humans, they're freaking hilarious. <laughs> I love I love our liberos. They're great. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, for fantastic people and really cool volleyball players. So let's finish our conversation here with yeah yeah. What positions left? It's not a very important position. <sighs> setter. It's really like setter. The single most important position yes. on the court. Yep. No, I can't argue. I was trying to create an argument, but that was it. You can't, it was a fake you can't argument. do it. Yep. Nope. Because I've seen teams that have everything ironed out and then their setter comes out and you're like, well, yours only as good we've as your got setter. a shot. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, and then I've seen teams that are very average and their setters gnarly and they, they elevate. Yep. Uh, the setter's the best leader communicator. They don't, they don't care if you don't like them they, too. They, they, have, they, they are alpha. They have to right. be your biggest alpha. Right. We are doing it this way. If we, 
okay, we lost. I, we did it my way. They got to work hard. Yep. I don't think you. I don't think they can take practices off. They have to be your, um, like passing is a game of feet kind of thing. Like setting, you have to be the most technical. Good footwork. Yep. Good fundamentals. You, you can, if you're off, everyone else is worse. Mm -hmm. As it's a libero, a if you're off like a little bit, is it right. really as noticeable? No, no, not at no. all. No, but a setter, you're a good off. setter can make it disappear, Boom. right? Yeah. A good setter puts a 12 foot ball off the net right on the money. On the money. And, yep. yep. You know what's really weird? And I, and I don't know how this happened. I have three of them in my house. I don't know how that happened. I think there's something to that, that we, we as volleyball coaches, it's just something that happens because they're around the coach brain so much that they then want to control the match. Boy, they, and, my, and, my three do. Yeah. You know, it's okay. So let's like, let's look at each one of those are good examples of this. Daxton. All different people. All different. All very different people. So my oldest Daxton left-handed. Mm -hmm. natural position as a setter. To, Why? To try to, Why is that? Uh, he can turn and attack and he's really good at and it. And that's hard to do it's as a right-handed hitter. Cause right. the ball has, yep. So he takes it off that left, off that left shoulder and he, he can be offensive at the net. Um, so it was a natural thing with him, but when he first started and he played with you, his in middle, the seventh grade played middle for us, the middle and he had his hands, it was just bricks, right? He was so bad at it and he worked his butt off. He's got he beautiful hands now. Garrick, Garrick was kind of a, uh, my second one, he's a senior now. He was kind of uh, like a default. Like, oh, we don't got anybody else that can actually do that. So Garrett, in like the seventh grade, like, yeah, Garrett, go give it a shot. And he kind of had a noodle arm, terrible arm when he was young. Couldn't it's better hit a ball now. at all. It's, I'm going to defend great him. I made fun of him a lot too. So we did. Yeah, we, yeah. we have done that, man. But now he's, he's thick skin. He's, he's a setter. He has enough. thick skin. He's good enough at hitting. Gary, that he's, does not mean you get it. He's hit. got a great arm. He had a he had, good arm. Don't say great. It's great. Oh gosh. Compared to where it was, I can call it great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. He had, a, he had, he had a great swing in the state championship game. We talk about that one all the time where he turned and, and put a ball, I mean, down, like he hit it hard. He's getting better at it. Um, and then Lily, I, you know, listen, I think Lily looked I, at her I, brothers. I think you're right. You know, um, but, but she's, she's developing and she's having some good moments. Out and there. I think she is learning. You got to have thick skin. Sure. Is she, right. She is like, yeah, she can't she, take it personal. She has thin skin like her mom. Like you got it. It's not yeah. personal. This is volleyball. Right. This is not Lily. You're right. one of the greatest humans I've ever met. Right. We're talking volleyball. volleyball. Yeah. 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 And she's definitely grown up and I, I, I've gotten after the last couple of weeks, you know, coaching dad, coaching daughter, and it's been good. We've had some good some good moments so well and, and um, you, you just look around the state like all these coaches kids a lot of them are setters yeah a lot yeah in this state too right. especially you got the leos both of them set both of them set tatum rum yeah right like yeah you tony old danny's got tony old danny's got he's two. got he's got, he's got no, a one setter like outside the middle you yeah oh come. you got you get the whole gauntlet yeah, yeah <laughs> he's running the him. whole thing that's because he's the best yeah grover grover's jeff grover highland's got that's, a couple of liberos that's true but it, but a libero is like if you had to pick the i think the second next, best ball handler the next like coach's position coach's kid it could be libero libero might be it so uh anyway a good conversation will i think i think we had some uh made some good points did we miss anything no uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. Um, real quick before everything ends, I'm going to drop a question. Okay. Ooh. Favorite volleyball player to watch, regardless of level. Oh, like right. of all time? Are you or all like time. current? Oh, okay. All times. Are you going to go first because you did the question? No. Oh. <laughs> so now we got to think. Favorite volleyball player to okay. watch of all time, okay. I, guys. Listen, here's the deal. I, 
full honest answer. I don't watch a lot of volleyball. Yeah. It's because you, you have a family and you have a life. So I my favorite yep. volleyball players to watch your son. Yeah. My boys. Yeah. Your boys Jackson and, your, Garrigan. Yep. and, 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 and yeah. Lily, I'm starting to watch more now as she's getting older and she's definitely, uh, it was, I, I, I had some great dad moments this weekend watching her play, but, um, I get a ton of joy watching Dax and Garrick play volleyball. Those two are so much fun as a dad. I'm sure other people are like, ah, they're good for me. Dude, those guys, those, those two, when they're on the volleyball court, this are incredible. It's, but again, that's a dad and, thing. Right? And I only coached Dax his seventh year, seventh grade year. Never got to coach him again, but Garrick, I, yeah, I adore him. He's a really coachable kid. They're yeah. good kids. Um, I don't know names either. Like I could get oh, the, the, the guy. Uh, I'm going to give you two. The, so you, the guy, I who guess on if, the national team here, just well, do a national team. So when I watched the Olympics this year, I love watching that Russian right side. Like he can tie his shoes without bending over. Cause his arms are super long and he's got these big broad shoulders. I don't even know his name, bro. I, Is he a lefty or righty? Righty. Okay. So that's Mikhailov. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. He's like 80 years old, but he's not. He's uh, played dude, in, I think, old, four Olympics. Old man volleyball then. I, I enjoyed watching him. Oh, he's um, been there before. I, I like him. I think one of the most exciting opposites in the world right now is the lefty from Russia, Viktor Politaev. Oh, so you, he's it, incredible. We need to get Dax and Garrigan here in these he's, conversations because oh, yeah. those two know all of those guys. I, I got, all right, I, who do you got? Because I'm an American, mm-hmm. I got I got my national team guy. Okay, who's that? And then I got... And then I got my overseas guy. All right. Who's your national team guy? Na- oh, I'm going to go overseas for it. You got to oh, okay. end with the best. Okay. My bad. Irvin and Gopeth. Okay. He's oh kinda, my God. He's kind of, he's kind of a wild card. He's great. He's, he I, does... I wish he, I, I don't know him personally outside looking in. I wish he was a better teammate, but volleyball wise, dude, <laughs> you can't teach what he does. His out of system attacking. He puts more pressure and out of system attacking. Yeah. I think than anyone in the world. He's special for, for sure. him, for him. Um, national team, Max Holt. Okay. Maxwell, that dude's footwork patterns, that his feet land in the same spot every that's time. A, that's a geeky he, answer for he's sure. He's fantastic. That's a volley he's perfect. answer. He's perfect. His yeah. serve is one of the best in the world when it's on. I've been told great things about him as like a leader and like, I love Maxwell. That's cool. All right. Noah, you got one now? Real quick, just to loop back. Uh, Mikhailov, you were, we were talking about, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. correct? Uh, he's 33 years old. That's has, incredible. Has played in four Olympics. <laughs> he gets to do one more too because he'll be 36. Insane. Or 30, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's insane. No, because it's a he's three-year cool. quad. Dude, he's fun to watch, man. He just, he's got, I'm telling you, those shoulders, like, they're as wide as Russia, dude. He's, yeah, cool. he's, yeah, he's good. I'm glad you know him. That makes me like, he's one Olympics. of the best in the world. So I, that's, I watched the Olympics. I mean, I, I I just don't nerd out with it like like some of you guys do. So, anyway. No, you got a guy. Uh, overseas, it's, it's tough. So, I think my favorite volleyball player of, of all time um, is Ivan Zaitsev. Okay. Opposite outside. Do you think he's more of an opposite or an outside? Like I've heard that name a lot in my house. Boys love him. I would say he's more of an opposite. I think he could also go to the outside and um, not lose a step. Oh, you know he doesn't because his club team he plays there too. Mm -hmm. Gabby Garcia beat him out. Um, Actually, Gabby Garcia is no longer starting. He uh, is on the bench because Zaitsev is back. Oh, you got it, Gabby. Keep working hard. Got a good matchup. Two of my f- more recent favorite people to watch, um, Nishida. Okay, who's Nishida? Who does he play for? Who he play for? <laughs> <laughs> Japanese, bro. Um, and then, oh, Ali, I can't remember his first name. I got you. Um, Michieletto? Is it? Yes. Oh, is he the, the big, young the, Italian? Like the 6'10 lefty oh, the Italian. Italian. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's up and coming. He's cool. He is very fun to watch. No American sure. for you stands out. 
Um, American favorite American to watch ever, Gage Worsley. He's. I, I think you just. I, I think his personality helps him so much. That is a hundred percent why. I, yeah, he is he's, such a big character yeah. on the court. He makes watching volleyball fun, even. Yes. If it's not a fun right. match to watch. Right. I think we should credit some girls players too here because Tiana Boscovich overseas is unreal in our national team gym. I don't know. It's tough. I think Poulter is going to be great. But so, so you guys get, you guys get nerdy with some of these and I'm like, well, I guess I got to watch you more have volleyball. A, you, have, you have a wife, you have kids. <laughs> I got stuff to do. You got stuff to do to me. And, and, like, and you know, volleyball is not on ESPN. That's the probably oh, why. I mean, I can you imagine if we got some sports center highlights every day, like we do basketball and football and all that. So it's getting better yeah. sometimes, but bro, yeah, cornhole gets sometimes out. more time know, than you right? do. It is. So, all right. Hey, great that conversation. Lo- I enjoyed that. That was good. Yeah. Uh, a little longer today than we we have 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 been going, but it was is, organic. Yeah, it was good. I liked Certified. it. We covered, covered each position. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, why don't all of you listening, if you've got to this point, comment your favorite player to watch ever? Oh, there you go. That's a good yeah, one. There we go. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. We're get two comments because it's only like my mom and my and my oh, wife. Oh no, no, gonna, no, no! Trust me, they'll put comments. What? Watch, Dax and Garrick's name's going to pop gonna, up oh, there because my mom's on. the only one that gets all the way to the end, right? <laughs> so anyway, we love you, viewers. If you made it this far, thanks for hanging in with us, and uh, we will see you guys next time.